Hey everybody, welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast, episode 30, and my name is Kevin, and I'm here with, can you guess who I'm with? I'm here with him every week. <laughs> you're here with Diamond, and you're here with Bucky, um, even though he hates his name, and he will always hate his name, but it's going to be that same way all the time. But anyway, yeah, yes. so, so my name is Kevin, and you're here with Jason, and this is, Jason, episode 30 of the Midnight Terrors podcast. Episode 30? How did, how did we get here? I don't know. Very cool, and I just wanted to say before we started the episode, um, you know, our outreach from other podcasts and the podcast and horror community has been really awesome. It has. Um, we have we have people that are you know wanting to be guests and you know have us guest on their show, and it's it's amazing. I I never thought that when we started this that we would get any kind of outreach, and and it's great. No, and, not at all. We've we have made so many friends from the Review to Death guys and several other podcasts. Um, you know the Graveyard Club podcast and from Dust Till Dawn podcast and. Just so many, so many people, and uh, we have so many guests lined yep. up we on have, the on the show for this we, year. We have Mr. J, yep. and um, Mr. J will probably be a regular because we love him. Yep, we've um, had and we uh, love everybody. Yeah, we've had Harley and Tyler from Scream, the fan favorite. That was a fun one, and yeah. uh, I definitely hope to have them back sometime soon. And uh, Jason, we're not doing episode thirty alone, are we? No, in that vein, we have somebody on with us yeah. um, so, that might just be a little guest and might have something to say about the movie we're talking about. Yeah, so you guys can probably tell listening and looking at the title that we're talking 30 Days of Night for episode 30. It's very, very fitting. And uh, this movie was actually picked by our guests this week. And a uh, little bit of background on our guest. He is a musician slash songwriter from Michigan. And uh, I met and started talking with him through the Instagram, and uh, we worked it out to where he was going to come on the show to be a guest, and he actually picked the movie for us, and, uh, you know, precursor to talking to him, but I've been jamming his music for the last week and a half or so, literally <laughs> on repeat. Ladies and gentlemen, we have here with us Golden Gambit. Mr. Gambit. How are you, man? How are you? Oh man, pretty good, pretty good. How about you? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's good to have you on here. I appreciate you guys for having me. Of course, I um... yeah, we're doing awesome as always. And um, I will throw out that Gambit is my favorite X Men character. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, you uh, your music is incredible. I have literally like downloaded everything that you've released and have been jamming it for the last week and a half. So it's a huge, huge honor to uh, to have you on here to talk some horror with us. So you're a big uh, a big horror fan, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man, I, I love horror. That's awesome. So where did so we always start the same way? Anytime we have a guest on here, um, so going back to the beginning, what was your your entry into horror like were there any movies that stuck out to you at an early age what age did you get into horror tell us about your background a little bit with horror well and which one fucked you up <laughs> oh <laughs> you're just going right um, for the jugular there yeah uh, which one to, which one caused have to go for the, the one that fucked you up yeah which one caused the most psychological trauma <laughs> yeah Ooh. okay so 
the main scary movie that fucked me up had me like literally, like literally in the movie theater, hiding up under the uh, the seat was the Dawn of the Day remake. Oh, oh yes, man, one of our I favorites, man. One. Yeah, I love that one. Beautiful. And it was so crazy because my stepdad told me that we were going to see, I think it was Spider Man. And I was a kid at the time, so I'm expecting to see, you know, a Spider-Man movie. And when it came on, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a, a, Wait, a Spider-Man movie. What's going on here? <laughs> me up, man. I was I was like like terrified, but at the same time, I just had an adrenaline rush. Like like it was my first time seeing something scary and, and I had never seen zombies that ran before. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. it was insane. Yeah, that's that. Wow. That is um, I've never heard of a parent who uh, tricks their kid into watching a horror movie. That is incredible. <laughs> that's a good one, though. That's Dawn of the Dead. Like I said, it's one of my favorite. Like that remake is one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, that's the first time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not the first time, but man, when you see those zombies start running, like <laughs> it, it is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I love that movie and I'm totally on board with you there. Yeah, that opening scene is uh, legendary with the little girl in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So did, so when you when you saw that, were you like turned off from horror at the time, or did you like, oh, what is this? I gotta get more into this after you got past your trauma of of seeing the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it was like my introduction. Like when I first saw it, I, I was scared um, at the time. But then afterwards, I'm like, I think I like it. And then I just really, really dived in, you know. And and it's funny because now, with me being older, I do the same thing to, like, friends. I'm like, hey, ch- uh, check this movie out, right? And they're like, is it scary? I'm like, no, it's a thriller. And then it turns out it's scary. And they're like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, like, like I love doing that. Amazing. Like, I got somebody like that with Barbarian. I had to Ooh. think it was a thriller. Oh, Barbarian was good. Yeah, we like that one. Jason, Jason has been telling me I need to see that, and I have not yet uh, been subjected to it yet. I'm sure I will because it's on HBO, and people keep telling me I need to see it. But I've heard it's uh, quite the mind fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, crazy. that's 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 a fun thing, and that's kind of a why. Like anybody that we have on as a guest, like the mm-hmm. first thing we ask is like, you know, kind of how did you get into it or what like really scared you and you know it's always the answer like because our first episode kevin or bucky and i talked about you know the movies that scared the hell out of us when we were kids but now it's like our favorite movie (laughs) yeah so that's that's kind of how it rolls like it scares the shit out of you and then when you see it a little bit later you're like oh man i love this so yeah i've mentioned this on the show with uh previous guests like mr j and uh, the Scream, the fan favorite cast, where horror is this strange thing where you get exposed to it, right? And you find some movie that really messes you up. But then after that, it's like this forbidden fruit relationship where you really are just like, that was fun. That was an adrenaline rush. I want more. I want more. And then you almost are trying to top that first scare that you had um, at a young age. And then you just keep looking for more. And it becomes like, literally becomes like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's... what was it? What was it with um, Dawn of the Dead? I know you said that, uh, of course, the zombies running 
thing, which that's uh, <laughs> very disturbing. But um, was there like a certain part of Dawn of the Dead other than that that just like really roped you in? Um, let's see. Uh, definitely the opening scene. Um, and just zombies in general at that time in my life, like really creeped me out. Like I yeah. used to be terrified of, of zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. For sure, man. I mean, that was the era of 28 days and 28 weeks later too. So zombies were like yeah. the hot thing at the time. And, um, mm-hmm. so once you, once you got to see Dawn of the Dead, where did you go from there? What other, what other movies kind of like, did you, what did you explore into next after seeing that initial horror movie? Uh, so after Dawn of the Dead, I believe my next one was um, From Dust Till Dawn. Ah, yes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, beautiful. That was episode six on our podcast, actually. Really? It was. Great movie. Yeah. It was. Great movie. The love From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, you know, yeah. lis- listening to you talk, uh, Golden Gambit, is... Uh, so you, as I said at the beginning of the episode, you picked our episode, our movie for this episode today, which is Thirty Days of Night. Hearing that you like uh, Dawn of the Dead and From Dust Till Dawn, and those being two influential movies for you, it actually kind of makes sense because Thirty Days of Night is almost a mesh of those two. It makes total sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's awesome, man, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how much horror uh, takes hold and just kind of becomes this thing that you, you like you live and breathe it you get embraced into the community um mm-hmm. and you get attached to the people you get attached to the movies and the art and the you know the craft that goes into it so um we're, we're definitely a podcast with both co-hosts being inspired by um horror and how it affects our creativity which is very much so so we're happy to to have you join us to uh to to talk about that. So what was your as we sort of dive into the movie here, what was your um your introduction to 30 Days of Night? Um so I remember seeing the initial trailer for it. And the trailer just looked like like super dark, uh super cool. And I really like like the concept of um, 30 days of night, you know, actually happening like inside of Alaska. Right. And I was like, man, that's a cool idea. And then once I saw Josh Hartnett in it, I was like, okay, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and like those types of, of vampires was like so different because most vampires are like, you know, like, like charming or like, um, trying to find love. That's whereas these vampires were were so different, you know, like brutal and and like just like like uh, just deadly looking. Like it, it just really, really like pulled me in. Yeah, they're definitely more in line with like the mythological take on a vampire being, you know, this blood sucking leech type creature that is, you know, terrifying. But mm-hmm. you know, we've had you know go through the evolution of vampires. We've had. Dracula, which is very much like a, a seductive vampire. And then we've had, you know, vampire comedies and of course the the dreaded uh Twilight era of <laughs> vampires, which made vampires tragically uncool. 
And well, uh, you know what's you know what's really funny about this? What's that? Uh, the director that did Thirty Days a Night did one of the Twilight movies. What? Oh, what? Yep. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, That's he directed. Uh, I I don't know which one it was. It was New Moon or something. He did one of them though. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. That, well, that's okay. Yeah. We won't. We won't that's hold that against funny. him. <laughs> we won't hold that against him. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Because <laughs> no, because he did an amazing job with this movie. Yeah, I'm actually um, looking up to see what which one he did because I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah, I I can't remember. I think it was. It might have been New Moon or I I don't know. Uh, he did uh, the third one, Eclipse. Eclipse, yep. See, there you go. Not yep. like it not so. like it matters, but uh nevertheless, again, we'll not hold that against him because he did do a great it's job funny, with this. But <laughs> it's kind of funny, but um he's he's done some really good movies as well. Mm-hmm. This absolutely being one of them. So yep. uh Golden Gambit, the uh my exposure to this movie, I don't know if I told you this when we were messaging, I had actually never seen Thirty Days of Night for some reason. <laughs> uh Jason, um Jason and I are brothers in law. And uh, our whole entire relationship for nearly 20 years has just been him showing me various horror movies and vice versa. And 30 Days of Night was always one that he was like, dude, you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. And we tried to watch it over at his place once and we all fell asleep. Everybody that was over. And uh, we did, I didn't even see the vampires. I saw them interacting with the dogs off screen and I saw the sun go down <laughs> and that was like the extent of what I knew of 30 days of night. So I actually just saw it in full for the first time two nights ago. Wow. And, well, uh, and I, uh, I thought gave it like when, when Bucky told me like, Hey, uh, gave it wants to do 30 days a night. I was like, yes, this is one of my favorite movies. I love 30 days a night. Let's do it. Um, but so, um, so let's, let's kind of get in a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, Gambit, I, I think one of the best parts of the movie or, or, um, one of the most fun things about the movie is, is the concept that they're in Alaska. They have periods where they literally have 30 days of night. And it's a cool concept because, you know, what what better spot for a vampire to be in than no sunlight yeah. for, you know, a month? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of a cool concept that they thought of. Um, and so basically, you know, kind of when the movie starts, you know, these these. Uh, these folks are just uh, high up in Alaska, and um, it's a very small town. I think there's like a thousand people, maybe less, um, mm-hmm. that are living there. And they always prepare for this certain season where there's going to be 30 days where they're going to see no sunlight. And usually within that time period, everyone that lives in the town usually kind of evacuates or you know, kind of leaves unless, you know, they're just dug in there. Um, so, and can I just say, you know, uh, not to speak for both of us, but chime in if you, if you agree, are we all in agreement here that we would absolutely be one of the people to like be people that would evacuate because we'd go stir crazy oh. without the sun for 30 days? 
Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no way that I could ever go, like, I would literally go insane with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it. No, you'd like, you uh-huh. You would lose track of time at that point, I feel like. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? I don't even, I don't even like, um, because the, I have to take the kids to school so early sometimes that the sun is not up. And so I've got to wake them up and get up and there's no sunlight out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> 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 it's still dark outside and I hate it. And I'm like, no. Um, well, so, you're lucky. Yeah, you're I, lucky you haven't been attacked by a vampire while getting ready in the morning. This, this is true. <laughs> um, but yes, I I would absolutely hate. It, it takes a certain type of person um, to you know go a whole month without any sunlight. Now, had either so as I understand it, this movie's based on a on a graphic novel or like a comic series. Had either of you read that or been familiar with the comic series or graphic novel? So that was one that kind of went under my radar, and that was, you know, I I did read a lot of graphic novels and a lot of comics. Um, so I loved like, you know, The Watchmen and Sin City, and I, I did a lot of those. But um, this one kind of like slipped under the radar, and I saw the movie. And after seeing the movie, then I went back and and you know checked out the graphic novel or the series. Oh, so you read it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Was it any good? Yeah, it was really good. Awesome. And um, it was um, it actually it actually stuck like the movie stuck pretty close to the graphic novel. Um, oh, wow. And and we'll kind of talk about, too, um, because uh, Bucky, you and I were talking about, uh, you know, graphic novel movie ad- adaptations that kind of like stick close. And this was one of those. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But awesome. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was marketed based on you know based on a gra- on the graphic novel or anything like that. It was very much its uh, its own thing. And when this came out, this was two thousand seven. Uh, Gambit, I will admit that I was a a massive wrestling fan at the time. <laughs> so every Monday I was watching Monday Night Raw, and Friday night was SmackDown, and they were playing this trailer constantly, constantly, every single time I sit I sat in to watch one of those events they would play this trailer of 30 days of night. And I remembered so clearly when I saw it in the movie this time, that scene where the girl's on her knees in front of one of the vampires, like the head vampire and says, please God. And the guy and the vampire says, there is no God. And he like looks up real sarcastically and goes, no God. And like, right. Yeah. These, these vampires, we'll just say this right now. These are some scary vampires. Yeah. And uh, did you uh, did you lose some nights of sleep, Gambit, after you watched this? Uh, I think I did. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like doing anything at nighttime, I would always like hesitate. Like, you know, <laughs> like, looking left and right, taking <laughs> uh, the trash out. Yep, running back inside immediately because I'm like, man. Like, it just really gave you the chills, you know, just about, like, nighttime vibes. Mm-hmm. It was great. Absolutely. Well, and 
and gambit so like you suggested this so what was what 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 like dug this in for you or or what like it just really connected for you to make you love it so much because i love it as well like yeah and you've said gambit i believe this is your favorite horror movie of all time right oh yes yes yeah. awesome Yep. So what um, just like is is there a certain scene or a certain look or whatever that just like just dug in with you that just made you love it so much? Um I think the main thing uh for me was how scary the vampires were, um how vicious they were. Um and then I really liked how it kind of had like a love element, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it was, it was like that broken, like separated uh, situation. Yeah, the broken marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like adding that in there, and then the the homeless guy character, he was like super creepy to not be a <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, me is. You know, like, like the teeth all rotten, like, like it was just like everything in that movie, like, like it was dark and like, for me, I like movies where you can't predict how, like, how it's gonna end. And I'm like, yeah, is everybody gonna survive or are people gonna die? And the ending, man, like, I, I just absolutely love the ending. Like, the ending yeah. for me it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the ending was good too and and you're 100% correct like the vampires in this are uh completely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um there's there's nothing um <laughs> sexy or cool about them. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, crazy. <laughs> they're there to fuck you up and you're going to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um oh, dude, just the and, the fact uh, the fact that these vampires they there's one thing about them that stuck with me over anything else it's the fact that they scream like banshees when they're like on the prowl when they're talking to each other yeah Yeah, and they just they make these they make these grunts and this like that that just noise back and forth and that signaling like hey go kill people it's just it's so unsettling the way they move um and from what i can see all of this is practical too the way that they look oh yeah yeah yeah. and um well and so Sorry to interrupt, but going back to um, what Gambit was saying to uh, Ben Foster. Oh, dude, I was going to, Jason, so you actually pointed out to me that Ben Foster was in it. And I said, wait, who is yeah. he? And I forgot <laughs> that that's who he was. Even looking at him in this movie on this watch two nights ago, he is unrecognizable in here. Yeah. And, like, he is, and he is creepy as fuck. Yes. Man, so creepy. So creepy. Yeah, we... Uh, Gambit, if I if I met this guy in person and he says they're coming for you or whatever he says to me, like I'm gone. <laughs> well, I so I just watched I just watched the other day. I don't know if you guys have seen the the newer version of Three Ten to Yuma that has like Christian Bale in it, but Ben Foster is in there and he's like the bad guy and he's the same way in that movie. He is just a creepy son of a bitch and just like the most awful person that you've laid your eyes on. Um, I, he's just so good at playing that awful character. Yeah. Not, not really a, um, a horror leaning movie, but the best thing I think I've seen him in was, uh, I don't know if either of you have seen uh, hell or high water, Hell or high water, which is a, no, a Western so. movie. 
Is that the one that had him and, and a Chris Pine in it? Yes, I believe so. I think I saw parts of it. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like okay. a more yeah, it's like a I have seen that. Yeah, it's like a more modern western from like six years ago that went super under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. but it is a phenomenal movie. And ever since I saw that, I'm like, wow, damn, like this guy is good. And um yeah, when he, he when he shows up here, I was just like, duh, this guy's almost scarier than the vampires to me. Like Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And well, isn't isn't he also um is is he Angel in X Men Last Stand? He was Angel. He was. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. He. But, uh, but no, like, <laughs> of course, he had like two seconds in the movie. Um, and, <laughs> hey, and he, ro- he about... rocked those seconds, man. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk about Last Stand. We know how I feel about that, but. Um, <laughs> are you a are you a superhero fan uh when it comes oh, yeah. to the movies uh Gambit? Okay. Oh yeah. Me and Jason also like go to town on some superhero movies. Like our episode on The Crow has like 15 minutes of Batman talk. Wow. And uh <laughs> but X-Men the Last Stand is one of our biggest debates between the two of us cuz he absolutely hates it and I don't understand why. <laughs> Terrible. Awful. <laughs> A lot of people don't like that third X Men movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and, uh, it's they they haven't all been great. I think two is my favorite. Um, and then um, I really enjoyed uh the ones where Fastbender and uh, mm-hmm. McAvoy came in. Um, so for class, um. Yeah. It, it, although the last one, uh, what was it? Phoenix, Rise of Phoenix. Uh, that dark, one was dark Phoenix. Dark mm-hmm. Phoenix, yeah. yeah. But the rest of them were were good. I really enjoyed them. Even Apocalypse was good. Apocalypse was a little funky, but <laughs> it was still good. <laughs> I really like Days of Future Past. Oh, so like, yeah. Days of Future Past is probably probably my favorite other than the second one. Yeah, no. Uh, Days of Future Past was a was a masterpiece for sure. Um, Super sick. Boy, I don't know how we got from Thirty Days of Night to <laughs> to, to X Men talk, but well, that's this is, what we do. This that's is what, what pod, this is what podcasts are for. So uh, we got we got actor distraction, and that was my fault. No, it's um, good, man. So let's let's dive on into the let's dive on into the plot, shall we? With uh, with Thirty Days of Night. So we got the opening where we're just about to hit the time where the sun's going to go down for 30 days and we see people evacuating but we're also seeing we're seeing the shadows in the sky kind of roll in and we're seeing it just slowly engulf the town and right out the gate i got to say the style on like the visuals of this movie are very true to a graphic novel and i think that is totally badass me too yeah like it just the way the blood goes and the the environment the snow everything looks like it's true to that graphic novel and I think it's amazing, um, and so like you said Gambit we've got uh, um, Josh Hartnett and his uh, I guess not ex wife they're like separated which uh, has got to be really awkward to do when you live in such a small place where everybody knows everybody. <laughs> uh huh. And uh well he he's been gone for a few years and he's coming back. Yeah. He left because they separated and so he's coming back. So he's uh, coming back. Okay, and, okay. 
Yeah, yes, yes. Gotcha. Um, so Yeah, so So yeah, we get right have to their it. Little drama between them. Yep. So we we kind of get to meet a lot of the town's folk which um so we we meet the homeless guy. We see him, you know, trucking along into the into the city and he's basically the familiar of the vampires. Mm-hmm. And uh right. He gets to town, they lock him up, they just think he's a crazy guy, and most everybody that's gonna leave does get out, and finally we get our first, um, not look at the vampires, but our first, like, scene of them, which is them going to to town on some dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, so unsettling. Very. It was, it was. And then, uh, <laughs> so they set the tone right away that like, okay, no one's safe in here. Well, well, that's like, um, of course, you know where I'm going to bring it back to because I, I don't like seeing animals hurt. But of no, course, me neither. It, it, at the beginning of the thing, I mean, it's the dogs. <laughs> oh yeah, that's very true. That's very true. For some reason, I thought yeah. you were gonna. For some reason, I thought you were gonna say John Wick. Oh no! But <laughs> yes, yes, that's true too. So, um, but no, the beginning of the thing, seeing the huskies like you know getting tore up like mm-hmm. sucks. But yeah, so I hate seeing animals killed. But yeah, so they so they get to the animals um, because they're trying to kind of lay low until it's like way dark. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're waiting for it to be complete dark, and they don't um, wait long then, before we no. after we've met some of the town. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, Gambit, was uh, seeing this. I guess they're like uh, construction people. It's two guys and a chick, and uh, uh-huh. the chick's talking about flipping a coin to decide who she goes home with between the <laughs> between yeah. the two workers. Oh, yeah. And I guess they're just gonna go have a threesome. And is like whoever wins, we go to their place for it. And I'm like, yep. oh, <laughs> where this is where we yeah. are. And then uh, they start to get well, sucked is, up into the this darkness. Got a chick that I want to meet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all and you. I'm like, somebody's about to get killed right here. Like, yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they then, have to. And then was this where you fell in love with the movie? Was where the one of those guys gets sucked up into the darkness, and we start seeing their bodies flown back with their throats ripped out. It was part of it. It was part of it. Um, the other kill, though. The old man outside, uh, who was, uh, um, he was checking on something, uh, something outside, yeah, and then looking at his truck or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they swarmed him, and I was like, okay, this movie is gonna be fucking awesome. Yes. Like, oh, I know what you're talking. It's yeah, he's out with a light, and you just like the cam- yeah. the camera starts circling, and you're seeing you're seeing glimpses of them. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, there's just more and more, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, like that was insane. Yeah, it was just a well, horde of it. In that scene, um, do you even see really see all of them? I feel like you just hear mm. you like you might see you might see like one or two that come yes. out, but I I feel like that you just hear all of them. Well, you you and do, that, and that's creepy. Yeah, you do hear them, and you see Gambit. Would you say it's like silhouettes almost? Like you're not really getting a yeah. look at them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think they showed a zoom in of like some bloody teeth, but but it was like super quick. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Make, you miss it, like. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. 
Yeah, and that was the w- the way that we move through the frames in the movie. I gotta say, was very. I was I was telling Jason this yesterday when we were on the phone, uh, just kind of prepping for the episode. I really feel like 2007 and that era, like the mid to late 2000s, was so inspired by stuff like 300 that mm-hmm. every action movie was filmed in that way with like the really quick cuts, but with a little bit of slowdown. And it kind of looks like a graphic novel because 300 was also a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, man, 2007 really had its uh, its style about it. Like any movie from this era looks like this. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. it's pretty it's I, pretty crazy. Yeah, we kind of talked about this. Um, that it, that was kind of same time that like um like The Watchmen, um, mm-hmm. and Sin City came out. Um. And of of course you don't have like, <laughs> like the Watchmen, you don't have like the Zack Snyder slowdown scene um, <laughs> in this or the slow-mo scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but just the way that it's shot um, and just the, 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 the color saturation that they do on it, it's very comic book style. And actually like if, if you've read the graphic novel or, or looked at it, like, it's it it's not shot for shot, but I mean, there's a lot of like cells that you can just look at in the graphic novel, and it's it, it, like it's the exact same shot in the movie, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, once the vampires show up, I mean, it is on for the next like. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the runtime, and I'm like, wait, this movie is like an hour and fifty minutes long. What is the movie? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a massacre. Like man, people were being slaughtered. I was like jaw drops. Yeah. Jaw yeah. Drops. So did you have a big audience gambit when you saw this in the theater? Uh that you can remember? I don't think so. Nope, nope, no. Nope, okay. Nope. I think me and like like two of my cousins went. Okay. And were you guys like when you saw the gore, were you were you reacting and like kind of shocked by what was being put in front of you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Like, like it was my first time ever seeing vampires like that, like, like, uh, functioning, um, just like savages, like, yeah, like it was crazy, especially the head vampire, like, Mm -hmm. he gave no fucks, (laughs) yeah, he was a nasty fucker, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. he. Well, case in point, when he, like, the familiar uh, Ben Foster's, like, they didn't take me with them. And then they show up and they say, you did everything I asked. And he fucking cracks his neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, ruthless. Yeah, yeah. I was, man, I was like, these? Now, this is a a great vampire movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like? Are there oh, other like, are there other uh vampire movies, Gambit, that you really like kind of gravitate um, gravitate to? I did like uh Dracula Untold. Okay, yeah. I did like that. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh that's a good one. That was another one where like the vampires returned to their primal form a little bit. They were a little bit more mystical in that one because they could, you know, do the transform into bats and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the uh the one vampire in the cave that uh that um 
that he meets that turns him into Dracula is very much mm-hmm. like these. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, we uh, vampires are pretty diverse. One of one of our favorites, uh, Gambit, that we um, surprisingly have not done an episode on, but we talk about it constantly, is Interview with a Vampire. Yep. Ooh. And uh, obviously, my favorite vampire movie, The Lost Boys. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, yep. The most badass yep. vampire to ever be put on screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, one, I mean, once once the vampires come into town, like, it's just, it's on. And now it's just a, a cat and mouse game of, like, who's going to live, who's going to die. And, yeah. um I mean, there's well, this is this is cool too. Like talking about like the like the other vampire movies that we love, or like the ones that have kind of come before this. Like when you have like Interview with the Vampire and stuff like that, they're they're totally like like glamorized. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it, it makes it seem appealing to be a vampire, um, except for maybe Blade. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Not about Blade. That's a Blade. that's another one I that's uh, that's a favorite of mine. <laughs> I love the whole trilogy, but uh, Blade Two specifically with uh, Guillermo del Toro behind the camera. Yep, perfect. I, I mean, but, yeah, kind of in this era, it was like this era of like oh vampires, and and again, <laughs> the director that directed this directed one of the Twilight movies, um, <laughs> so it was all this like vampires are pretty and they're cool and. Blah, and it, these are just fucking terrifying like yeah, they're gonna come you... in and rip your fucking arm off and yeah. you know drink you like drink your blood and torture you at the... and that's <laughs> the other thing torture you at the same time especially like that that head vampire like he yep. he he's all about yeah. just playing with his food <laughs> yeah yeah it was crazy and like not turning people he's like make sure they don't turn and i'm like Man, this is crazy. Like, because most vampire movies, like vampires are trying to turn people. Man, but these ones were just devouring you. Like, yeah, and he's like, take their head off so they don't turn. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the the scene I felt the worst for is uh, so, you know, the, there's not too deep of a plot, but you know, it, we're following certain characters, and they've, you know, they were holed up at the police station where uh, Ben Foster was kept, and then they eventually move. When the vampires start massacring people, they go to an attic in someone's house, and uh, they, yeah. you know, they try to hold up there, and they see this this girl walking through the streets just with her arms cradled, and she's like, uh, "Hello, yeah. anyone here?" And the one. Um, you know, uh, Josh Hartnett's, uh, his wife is like, we got to go help her. And he's like, no, no, no. Look at the, look at the rooftops. And the vampires are just scuttling along real quiet, like just following this girl watching to see if anyone's going to come out. So they're monsters, but they're so methodical and like, like they are there to feed and torture people. And when that girl doesn't, get the job done they they don't even bite her right away they literally like take turns scratching her and yeah. like i was like man these these vampires are are vicious yes. yeah i don't that's probably the character i felt the worst for was that young girl I, well <laughs> the, 
the cool thing that um they kind of say like as 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 they're watching her um you know go down the street and everything you know like you said like the chick is like hey like we need to go help her and he's like no that's bait Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it is they're sending her down the street going who's going to come out and help her so we can get them to like they're just sending her out as 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 a bait like a fish on a hook (laughs) (laughs) yep yep like like these vampires were just like like predators yeah yeah it is yeah and 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 the fact like the fact that you say predators too and and like like Bucky was saying, like, you know, while she's walking down the street, they're kind of hopping over the roofs or whatever. So they're, they're like, they're like pack hunters. Like if, if, you know, you watch any like a discovery show on, on lions or, you know, hyenas or anything that are pack hunters like that. Like, I thought it was really cool that that's how they kind of, they kind of work together. They're like, in it's not just one, single vampire going after something it's it's like they hunt together mm-hmm. and and try to make traps for people and shit and i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah so we got a we got a lot of death scenes in here so we'll geek out for a <laughs> second uh gambit do you have a, a favorite kill or a favorite uh massacre scene that you always are kind of like oh man that's the peak of the movie right there mm-hmm. Probably the final kill. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like that final one-on-one fight. Like the way it ended, like with the punch through the face. Oh yeah, that came out of really, left field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done with that. You know it's real because the other. The, you know it's real because the other vampires all just stare at him and go. Fucking hell, man! Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so brutal. I definitely was not expecting Josh Hartnett to turn. I will say that much. Neither. I wasn't either. Does that happen in the graphic novel, Jason? Uh yes, it does. Okay, so that so it's true. Uh, yeah. Yep. When when he so when they're holed up in uh, I don't even necessarily remember what they were trying to do, but they were holed up in some kind of like factory, and then the one guy got turned a few a few of their pack uh a few of the humans do get turned along the way there's that one guy that's like he lost his family and he you know just wants to see them again and he didn't tell them about the about the bite and uh tragically they have to go like josh hartnett has to take him into a room and then axe him to death um so he doesn't turn and you know there's they're really good at putting there's this fun vampire movie dynamic to it but they're really good about like making you care about the people that are in this situation yeah that's true and uh yeah so we we keep on going a lot of a lot of people die um there's i mean there's i think i we were we were talking about it um because we obviously usually talk about the movie before we go in to do our our cast but um my favorite scene from the movie is the aerial shot when all of their the survivors are basically trying to move from one spot to another, like trying to find another hiding spot. And it's this aerial shot of them running down the road and just vampires jumping out 
killing people, blood all over the place on the snow. And then Josh Hartnett's got a shotgun and you're just seeing him blowing vampire heads off like left and right. And it's just this, it's just this crazy cool overhead sweeping shot. And like, all you're seeing is him just running and just blood getting splattered all over the snow. And like, I think it's like super effective. Like it's, you know, like it's, (laughs) it's probably one of the bloodiest scenes ever. And it's cool because it's, it's falling out onto the snow. So it, it, it has an aesthetic. It's got a look to it and it's really cool. It was, it was. Yeah. And uh, I think my favorite scene, I forget specifically what character it was, but Josh Hartnett goes out to do something to try to like, either rescue or get in touch with someone to like figure out what they're going to do. And there's one, there's one guy that, um, that was also bitten. And then Josh Hartnett realizes it and they're out like in the snow and he's like, Oh shit, you were bitten. And the guy's like, I'm just so thirsty. I'm just so thirsty. I'm hungry. And then you start seeing him slowly change and Josh Hartnett's like, Oh shit. And then they, (laughs) they have a fight out in the snow that was probably mm-hmm. I loved seeing the slow transformation of the vampires. You know, yeah, like the they transition. they get those black mm-hmm. eyes, their skin goes pale, and they yeah. just start to, you know, become zombie like in a way. Um, mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite scene in the uh, in in the movie. The final fight was also was also really badass too. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and going going along with kind of like what uh, Gambit was saying um, from uh, from Dawn of the Dead, uh, you know, the the zombies it switch so fast or they turn so fast, and it, same thing here with the vampires. Like once they're bitten, they turn pretty damn fast. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 not a long process. Like it's you know, it's like a few minutes and then they're on your ass (laughs) yeah exactly and uh i will just say this outright if i were in this town and being overrun by vampires i'd probably be one of the first to go (laughs) because uh i just would not be able to stay put and i'll be like no we can make it we can make it and that's like you know you talk to people and they have the luck with getting away with something on the road like you know merging where they shouldn't or going slightly over the speed limit. I don't have that luck. So I'll say I can do something and then I'll just immediately get killed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so, so Gambit, like just speaking, um, just speaking about the actors too. Like, so did I thought Hartnett was going to distract me? Um, because I mean, I'm not like a huge fan. He's not terrible, but I was like, Oh, it's Hartnett. But <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 he's, I mean, he's not god awful but he's he's not the greatest either so mm-hmm. when i was going in to watch the movie i was like uh like i don't know hartnett's in here um but i was actually surprised to, with it like how did you feel did he distract you or how did you feel about it um his casting in the movie to me was like pretty much perfect um like uh he didn't really come off as as uh, cheesy um yeah like he had the hero vibe but at the same time i liked that he wasn't like like um like he wasn't 
like a typical character who's just like killing all the vampires and like he's unbeatable. Like it was a few moments where like he almost died, <laughs> you know. Which, yeah. He did. Yeah, they, yeah, they did a good job with making him vulnerable. Like it, it's not like he was like he wasn't like fucking Superman. I'm gonna come kill all the vampires. Like he just he did what he had to do in the moment. Yep. And and then to me, he really sold the like the asthma quality too. Like seeing him with asthma, like it just felt real. I'm like, okay. Josh Harnett looks like he actually has asthma in this movie. <laughs> so true. Like, and uh, his character really gave me like Leon Kennedy vibes from like the Resident Evil movies. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I could see Interesting. that. All right. Yep. yep. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. Jason's a uh, a massive uh, Resident massive Evil video Resident game Evil. fan. Really? Not not necessarily the. Uh, mm. The Mila Jovovich uh, movies, but he loves the video games. <laughs> yeah, I am a big fan of of Resident Evil. Uh, just got Resident Evil Two remake. Can't wait to play it. Um, but yeah, Leon Kennedy is one of my favorite characters. No, and I, and I see what you're saying, like because uh, uh, Kennedy is not really. Uh, he's just he's just stuck in his situation. He's not like this big bulky. I'm mm-hmm. over the top hero. He's just like, fuck, man, I got to deal with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's cool. Like I, I, you know, hadn't really thought about that kind of angle. But no, that's a good, that's a good description. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so a character that jumped out for me. Did either of you notice who uh, Jason? You, especially, I would think, would notice who this was. There's yes, a, the th- plow driver. <laughs> yeah, did you catch who it was? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gambit, there's uh, that one character with the long curly hair and the scruffy look and the deep, like the deep gruff, like gruff voice. Did you notice who that was? Was he in Harry Potter? He was he. I don't know, but he's in. He's in every damn thing um, but there's one movie specifically i'm thinking of jason do you know what it is oh, oh you're uh you're thinking dustle dawn i am not oh no 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 he's he's from uh batman begins dude is he yeah he's oh yeah yeah he's, oh, what you don't like falafel yeah, yeah he's <laughs> he's uh flas uh gordon's corrupt uh partner in oh, batman begins yep. the one uh, Gambit. So in Batman Begins, which you've seen, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that scene where uh, Batman and and Gordon start to like communicate and start to become a bit of a team. And Gordon's mm-hmm. like, "My partner's corrupt. He won't say anything." And Batman says, "He'll talk to me." And uh, he <laughs> ends up like catching he's his the one partner. That he strings up. Yeah. So when oh, it when it's raining yeah. and he strings him up by his foot. Mm-hmm. And the guy just took money from the from the vendor and is like, well, they don't like falafel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's who that is. And I'm like, I'm yep. like, holy and shit, dude. It's flash. He's also I mean, he's in every damn thing. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he literally is in every damn movie. Oh, I think he's in. Oh, he's in John Carpenter's Vampires, too. Mm. Uh, I, st- I still haven't seen that one. Oh, man, it's so good. 
Yeah, he was a cool character he... with the dynamite sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how he dies, Gambit? I can't remember. Does he does he oh, blow himself up? As well. <laughs> so he tried to, but it exploded and just like blew him through a window, and then the hair vampire like stepped on his neck. I believe. Yeah. That, okay, that's yep. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, epic fail, dude. Yeah, he, he dies <laughs> right there at the like at the like hotel scene, like right there at the beginning. Oh, it's so unfortunate. Um, he was he was such a great character. I love when he grabs the um the uh the the snow vehicle and just like wrecks these vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I forgot uh, it, as well. He's in um he's in rob zombies halloween 2 mm. oh shit wow yeah we're, um, we're big uh, and, rob zombie uh, fans here uh gambit <laughs> i love rob zombie ah uh, yes yeah. i knew we liked you for a reason among many other <laughs> <Yeah>. reasons <laughs> <laughs> yep batman begins he's like he's in fast and furious dudes in everything yeah he uh, he's in memento another chris nolan movie that i love yeah but yeah that guy shows up in like every fucking movie ever yeah i was i was um, i was sad to see him go in this one he was kind of the the character i was um i was i was uh most attached to even over josh hartnett i would say yeah i like his character he's he's kind of a he's kind of a cool funny he character yeah. the uh mm-hmm. I remember, so when we watch horror movies, I'm sure we all have that moment, be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and there's that, that one dude's uh, like old older dad who has uh, some sort of memory loss and he keeps thinking that his wife is out there uh, somewhere. Yeah. He's, like, Mo-, he's yeah. like, dad, mom's been dead for years. And then all of a sudden, the old dad like tries to sneak out of the attic when they're hiding to go into the town and is going to give their position away to the vampires. Oh, yeah. And the son's like, I got to go after my dad. And uh, Josh Hartnett's wife is like, no, you can't do that. He straight shoves this wife into like a table. And like, I'm pretty sure her head hit the jagged edge of the table. I'm like, is she dead from that? Like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was insane. Yeah. But I was going to say earlier, um, Gambit, have you seen uh, Midnight Mass before? Midnight Mass. No, no, no. Okay, it's a it's a Netflix series from uh, one of, well, actually my all time favorite director, uh, Mike Flanagan. Um, mm. He directed Haunting of Hill House. Have you seen that one? I've seen some of it. Mm. Okay, so he did. Oh, you're missing out, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Haunting every. Like yeah, I'm check it out. Yeah, do it up, man. Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass are all like amazing amazing shows um midnight mass has uh a i won't give away anything because like midnight mass is best to go in and watch it blind um mm-hmm. but that scene that jason was talking about where it's an aerial shot and you see all of the vampires going to town on the citizens when you mm-hmm. watch midnight mass there's a there's a moment in there that is very much like that and every time I yeah, see moments similar. like yeah, and every time I see moments like that, I get a um a very like uh another vampire movie, uh, a Salem's Lot feel to it. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the the seventies version of Salem's Lot, Stephen King. Bitch, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> fine, Jason, fine. <laughs> You've seen it, uh Gambit? 
No, 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 no pun intended. Okay, it's a it's a it's a TV movie, so it's really long, but it is actually kind of an enjoyable vampire movie. And it uh, is good. Yeah, and the premise uh, is that a vampire is taking up residence in an old um, house up on the hill that is like really creepy and overlooks the town. And there's a point mm. where all the citizens get get uh, turned by the vampire, and it's very seventies feel where the vampires descend on everyone in the town. And uh, I feel like that scene that Jason brought up is very much reminiscent of like a 70s monster uh, siege movie. Mm. And um, yeah, I just think that's really, really cool. I love seeing stuff like that. But I highly recommend uh, Midnight Mass. I think you'll enjoy that one. Go in completely spoiler free. And when you see it unfold, you're going to you're going to be mind blown. Yeah, you'll love it. Okay. So um, check that out. RSAP. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, I, I I always kind of equate that um, uh, that not because it's the overhead shot, um, but just that kind of scene. I don't. It, I know Kevin. You've played Left 4 Dead. We're we're video game fans too. Um, uh, so I don't know if you've ever played uh, Left 4 Dead, Gambit, but. Um, it's just this fast pace, just blow heads off left and right <laughs> and just blood flying everywhere. Um, and I did like just watching like that scene, um, mm. like always just reminds me of left for dead because you're just fast paced running and just blowing heads off left and right. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah. um, yeah, so basically, so, so we've got the we've got the survivors. Everybody's uh, you know kind of hiding in town, um, and of course they they can't go out because it's night and it's perpetual night. There's no sun coming up, um, so the vampires can roam as they want. Um, so they're basically kind of switching from location to location, just trying to hide out as much as they can. Um, and then, you know, basically they get pinned into a situation where they, they basically have to go out. They, they have no food, they have no water, like, you know, they have nothing. So they're running out of resources and, Mm -hmm. and they've got to do something. And so that's when they have to get, get out. And that's kind of where the shit goes down. Well, the shit's already gone down once, but (laughs) it's where the shit goes down the second time. Yeah, the shit's been dropped in the toilet by that point. <laughs> we uh, we always make uh, fun of uh, Jason now uh, Gambit by uh, there was an episode that we did where we did a crossover with another show, <laughs> and uh, Jason was off screen somewhere. We did it over Zoom, and all of a sudden we start. I'm putting you on blast, Jason. I don't care. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. We I know you don't. We uh, he goes off screen and me and one of the other guests are talking about something and we just start mm-hmm. hearing this uh, this water running noise <laughs> and we're like, uh, OK. And then Jason comes back on and I go, Jason, can I ask you what you were doing off screen? And Jason goes, I was actually taking a piss <laughs> and he got he, he forgot to mute his microphone and uh <laughs> We just left it in there, and the one co-host is like, he's either, as I was talking, he was either pouring himself a really long drink, or he was uh, <laughs> or he was uh, doing his thing, and uh, so now we have a group chat with them where we were like, Jason, you can, <laughs> you know, piss as you please, but uh, no number twos while on the, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> I had my Bluetooth on and I thought that the mic was turned off, but it wasn't. But And he paid you know, the price because I left whatever. it in the episode. Yeah. And and I'm going to hear about it for 30 more episodes. So That's all right. So I want to I want to tell you this as well, Gambit. I um so like I said, I just watched this for the first time two nights ago. And uh, mm-hmm. just so you can understand the dynamic between me and Jason, I like 30 Days of Night. I really enjoyed watching it. And I told Jason last night over the phone that I was like, man, I, the movie was a lot of fun. I had a good time watching it. I found it creepy. And all I said to him was that I don't know if I was like blown away by it, but I really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And uh, Jason decided to give me a hard time with our friends and tell people, we're not talking to Kevin. He hated 30 Days of Night. <laughs> I was like, no, fuck off, dude. I did not say that. He's like, I'm reading between the lines, bitch. <laughs> well, it was it was one of those it was one of those statements where it was like, um, you know, I really liked it, but <laughs> you got to what you'll understand about me uh, is I even when I really love something, I'll still find a way to pick things apart and just be like, oh, it could have been better than there. It's constructive criticism. It's not me saying I think it's bad. Um hmm. And 30 Days of Night, what I said was that I thought it was a fun movie and a really, really, like, great vampire movie. Um, and then I just, you know, look at it and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe they could do things a little bit better here. But it's the movie as is. It's what makes it the movie. So would I change anything? No. I just tend to be, like, kind of, like, ask anybody that knows me. I'm just kind of like, meh, meh. I just make little <laughs> picks here and there. <laughs> but, uh, no, 30 Days of Night was a great pick, man. I'm I'm really glad that you... uh that you suggested this and, and got us to watch it. So um, I guess we can, you know, give our, our overall thoughts, you know, to sum up the the plot, of course, Josh Hartnett does turn um, into a vampire to take on the final one. He says, we can't fight them the way we are. And he kills mm-hmm. the head vampire. And finally the sun comes up because we made it through 30 days and uh, the other vampires leave or do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh Hartnett burns alive in the in the arms of his uh, of his wife, and that's where we leave. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of said my overall thoughts on it. I thought it was a really really good movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Would definitely watch it again. Um, it would actually be a great double feature, uh, Jason, with the thing. I would think. Oh, <laughs> you knew I was gonna say something. <laughs> you already kind of the did. original. Now the original thing. Or the remake? Oh, so def- I'm, oh definitely the original. Well, <laughs> de- well, it depends on how you define the original, because there's the, the 50s, the thing from outer space, or you've got the 80s uh, Kurt Russell one. I Listen, um, listen, Jason. John when Carpenter, when people say the thing, we all know we're talking John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, but yes, John Carpenter's the thing. Um, and everybody knows it's listened to us at all. And um, f- from years and years of Kevin and I talking, like I, I talk about the thing at great length um, because it's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and uh, I liked one of the things that I liked about 30 days a night is that you kind of, well, not only are you in this like, you know, isolated area and in the snow and you kind of got nowhere to go there's no contact so you get that whole cabin fever feel which is half of the great thing about the thing 
Um, so I got a lot of really cool, like thing vibes off of this movie. And that's, that might have a lot to do with how much I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're big fans of the, of the John Carpenter's, um, movie, the thing and, or John Carpenter's version of the thing. And, uh, I actually, in October, I got to do a video chat with John Carpenter and I told him that, uh, Halloween, the original, and the thing that he did were two movies that were super influential to me with with getting into horror. And um, yeah, so like I like I said, you know, Jason loves it. I thought Thirty Days of Night was was really really great, and uh, I had a good time watching it. I'm glad that you suggested it to us. Uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on the movie? Anything you want to bring up uh, to our audience about uh, your love for the movie or favorite scenes or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, but what's your rap, man? Like how 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 does this affect you so much? Um to me, uh I think it's my all-time favorite. Uh, mainly because of my first time seeing those types of like vampires on screen. Um and I, I really like the tone of it. Like like it was dark, it, it was serious. Um didn't really have too much silliness in there. Um, it was gory, but I don't feel like it was like, you know, like, like overly gory. Um, and yeah, no one's in, like intestines are coming out. But. Yeah. This wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't no torture porn. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And then it, it was just so many cool characters. I mean, Josh Hardnett, um, and the snowplow driver, the, the head vampire, the homeless guy, um, even remember the little girl vampire. Yes, yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. about crazy. that for a second. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah this, this movie has some balls to it, man. We watched a little girl vampire get impaled on the wall. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But yeah. then the one guy um, who got stuck inside, I guess it was like some sort of like grinder. Yeah. Oh, the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we didn't mention that. That's like one of the best parts, man. Yep. It was some great kills in that movie, too. That was that was my Indiana Jones scene, man. <laughs> well, now it's your... Now Temple it's... of Doom, the guy gets crushed up in the in the, the like <laughs> rock crusher, and that's the same damn thing. Oh, and then they did it to Michael Myers in the new. I was going to say, now it's your Halloween they ends. Put him in the chipper. Yeah. Moment. There's another moment like that. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have seen uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D from about a decade ago. Um, uh, it, I, I, I don't that. think I've seen that one. It was the first time that they did the we're going to ignore the first set of sequels and just make it a direct sequel to the original. And, oh, gotcha. Uh, it's a really dumb plot. It's the one where uh, Leatherface like becomes friends with his long lost cousin, and she says, "Do your thing, cuz." And he goes and kills. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. I forgot about that. Yeah, he goes and kills all the townspeople that were trying to kill the Sawyer family in the in the seventies. Um, but there's a part where, and it's horrible, horrible CGI, but it's so entertaining. The uh, the sheriff or the mayor or something, Leatherface kills and cuts his hand off, and the guy just slides into a meat grinder in the slaughterhouse. And uh, it's it's so bad CGI. Or such badly done CGI, but it's hysterical, and um, that's what I think of too when I see that. We love meat grinder yeah, I, scenes I here. I completely and, forgot about that. Yeah, we and well, and 
you know, I think I think the end of the movie is very effective too. Like, um, you know, when Hartnett shoots in the blood and then you know kills the head vampire, and just them sitting there on the hill watching the you know the sun come up and mm. him knowing that he's going to die, and you know his ex wife sitting there with him and just you know. Uh, it, it's a sad scene, but it's yeah. uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a cool ending. Um, I you know I kind of almost want to put it around the, the mist, which we talk about all the time. It's kind of mm-hmm. one of those where it's like you know there there was kind of no way out uh, except the wife got out, but you know yeah. Hartnett did his thing and and you know had to die in the end. But mm-hmm. um, so it's not the happiest of endings, but it's cool. It yeah. was like, like that ending was just like like so powerful, mm-hmm. and then that final shot of his wife's like teary eye, man, like it w- it was just a beautiful moment. Absolutely, yeah, it was. They did yeah. a good job with it. It was a very mm-hmm. haunting note to uh, to go out on, and uh, yeah, I mean, you've everybody listening, you've heard it from all three of us. Um, don't listen to Jason about anything I say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really loved 30 days of night would app will absolutely watch it again. And, uh, I'm glad that, uh, golden gambit could, uh, join us here to talk about it. So thank you, sir, for picking this and, and coming to talk to us. And, uh, as we wrap up here, I, I, I wanted to set aside, uh, a few minutes or so to, uh, to talk about your music actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we got Gambit on here um, uh, because we know he's got things going on and we like to promote our friends and our listeners. Um, so, yeah, we, we wanted to cut out a little time to, to hear about you, what you got going on, where we can find you, where other people can find you, that kind of thing. Yeah. So sure. so so much like we did with um, with the your introduction to horror, I really wanted to ask you because I've been listening to to your EPs and um your single go God a lot over the last, you know, week and a half or so. And you are able to play with so many different styles, but they sound at like every bit of it sounds like you. Um, so, but I really wanted to ask you like, first and foremost, much like with the introduction to horror, what was your, um, your introduction into, into music? What artists like really stuck out to you when you, when you got into music? Um, so growing up, uh, I listened to a lot of Linkin Park, um, a lot of Rob Zombie. Uh, Marilyn Manson played a huge, mm. huge role. Oh, I love Manson. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um, Jason, I think you found a best friend right here. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. He's, he's rattling off all my favorites. Yeah, Jason is a massive <laughs> Nine Inch Nails fan. Yeah, buddy. Man, Trent Reznor's a beast. He is, man. Mm-hmm. I always, I always joke. I'm, I'm glad that he got cleaned up, but um, I, I really <laughs> like his new stuff. But um, <laughs> Downward Spiral is like one of my favorite albums, um, and I always joke, and I'm like. It, can he start doing drugs again? <laughs> Can he get fucked up again? Because <laughs> his early stuff was was my favorite. Now, I, again, I, I really like his new stuff as well. But, um, but yeah, those early years where he was all fucked up, I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy awesome. how how artists get sober and like their music quality just changes like so drastically. Yeah, that's very true. 
and again and, and and again like it's not that i i do not like the new stuff like mm-hmm. it's just you know that old stuff <laughs> and it may have had nothing to do with the drugs at all but it's just <laughs> that old stuff like i really like that old stuff and then um i don't know if you've ever watched you know since we're a horror podcast um i don't know if you've ever watched um twin peaks at all um this is one that i'm trying to get kevin on um mm-hmm. but um trent Reznor. uh does an episode of the uh, Twin Peaks Returns, and he's got a song on there that is absolutely amazing, and he plays it live on the show, which is really cool. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, I check that out. Oh, now did you see um the the TV show version of The Watchmen? Yes, yes, I loved it. Trent Reznor does the the soundtrack on there. Yes, yes, I did notice that. I I forgot sick. about that, but now that you mm-hmm. mentioned it, yeah, yeah, he did. He did work on the soundtrack. Yeah, you're right. That's and, awesome. Um, the show was great, and the the soundtrack and the music was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it it actually the influences you're listing off, uh, Gambit. It actually makes sense. Uh, once again, now listening to your EPs and hearing the the instrumentation that you have there under your vocals. It's very, and I think I said this to Jason, it's very late 90s industrial um, grungy sounding to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I love the, the again, you play with different styles. You go lighter, you go darker. And uh, man, your, your lyrics tell a, a story for sure. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Absolutely. And... Um, so how did you how did you get into songwriting and when you're when you're creating songs what's your your process like are you making the the instrumentation that you're using on a on a program or something? Uh no no um so um my partner um he uh creates um sounds from like all types of instruments uh he uses an electric guitar um he has like a cool drum set. Like this dude can play every instrument known to man. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. And like, honestly, we're just always um, experimenting with um, different, you know, um, hard rock sounds, uh, post-punk stuff, um, industrial sounds and, and just mixing, mixing styles. Uh, we don't sample a lot, um, but every now and then, if we hear something cool, we'll sample it. But yeah, typically we make a lot of things from scratch. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah these these in, these the instrumentations here on on these EPs are are pretty incredible. They're very like ambient, very eerie sounding, um, and uh, I love it, man. You set the tone immediately, and then your lyrics come in, and they're telling you know honest and and true stories. I'm like, man, this dude's got a this dude's got a story to tell with with these tracks, and um. So how did you when you when you discovered those those bands uh, at an early age did you um, did you dive into songwriting and start playing instruments yourself or how did you kind of get into the world of of making your own music? Um, so I want to say I started writing songs when I was about thirteen, um, and I want to say. I would just listen to different beats too, or or like uh, sounds. Um, put my headphones in, and I would just like 
just try to think of like moments in my life or like uh like a lot of the influence actually would come from horror movies too though like i can always try to channel that dark like that dark energy i can see that actually yeah your your Mm -hmm. songs actually sound like they could be on a horror soundtrack (laughs) and i love it (laughs) yeah no that that's awesome man i uh so does so i i find go ahead jason knowing from the era that you're in um and kind of the direction that your music in is is and like what you like um uh are you are you a fan of massive attack at all oh man i love massive attack Uh, see yep and and have you ever listened um are you a cardigans fan cardigans i'm not sure if i've heard any of their stuff so the cardigans like um their song that everybody knows which is terrible is is love me love me (laughs) Love me, love me, say that you love me. Like everybody knows that song, but it's fucking awful. But if you listen, <laughs> if you listen to the rest of their music, it is nothing like that, and it's more wow. along the lines of like Massive Attack and mm-hmm. Trent Reznor and shit. Like you would not even know it's the same band. I don't know who wrote that song or who made them put that out as the single. It's <laughs> like this is not the band at all, um, and they're they're awesome. So if you haven't listened to the Cardigans, listen to the Cardigans. So they Just have ignore. A- they have a Sugar Ray uh, situation right there where yeah, they put just, out this just, one really like poppy single and the rest of it's like borderline metal music. Yeah, mm. just a- ignore that one song and then everything else is like industrial, <laughs> like techno, like really cool shit. Um, mm. And uh, like I said, uh, very along the lines of Massive Attack and, and I like that you like Massive Attack too. So <laughs> yeah, just that, just that era. Like I love... And I've got a, I've got a lot of little like kind of one-offs like the cardigans kind of from that era that fit in with, with that kind of techno industrial style. That's really good. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, so Gambit, um, when you were talking about trying to channel horror, I think I cut you off a little bit there and I apologize for that. Um, when you were talking about, uh, channeling horror movies and the, the vibe that horror movies give off, um, so I've, I've found, so I'm a musician myself and, uh, I, my lyrics and, the, uh, sometimes the chords I use on my guitar are very much inspired by horror movies as well. Do you find that there's a pretty, like in your music, a pretty regular, um, combination of love of horror and then just love of music that, that inspires you? Like, are you still inspired by horror movies today yeah. with, with what you're making? And do you find that, uh like one creativity affects one or the other? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, um, anytime I feel like I'm having like some writer's block, I feel like my calm place in order to get inspiration would be watching horror films or, or like a horror show. Like, uh, lately I've been watching, um, the cabinets of curiosity on Netflix. Oh yeah. And that first episode, oh man, it's crazy. And like when I see stuff like that, I get these images in my head, you know, of like themes and different ideas. And like I just uh, turn off all the lights 
uh, put my headphones in um, and play some music. And then I just start writing. There we go, man. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, Jason, have you watched that that show, the Guillermo del Toro Cabinet of uh, Curiosity show on Netflix yet? No, I have not. Um, I want to watch that, and then I also want to watch Wednesday because I hear Wednesday is really good. Yeah, I've heard as well. I need to get around to to both of those for sure. But, you know, you know, I love del Toro. Um, one of <laughs> one of my favorite stories. So, um, uh, so gamut. Uh, Kevin's my brother-in-law. Um, uh, I took uh, his sister, um, who's my kid's mom. Um, mm. I took her for Valentine's Day to see Pan's Labyrinth because I saw the previews for it, and it looked all like fairies and magical and like <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, she's gonna love this. It's like, this is her shit. Like her favorite, her favorite movie is The Labyrinth with David Bowie. Um, so I took her to Pan's Labyrinth for like Valentine's Day, thinking like this is gonna be super sweet. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> some guy's getting his fucking face bashed in with a fucking <laughs> bottle. <laughs> and this is this is like like into like just a couple of months of us dating, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be fun and magical, but um, no. But I I really like Del Toro, and yeah, I love I love like Pan's Labyrinth and all that shit. Yeah. I gotta see that one. Yeah, man. Oh, you've never seen Pan's Labyrinth? No, no. Oh man, it's great, man! It's so good. Don't feel bad, um, uh, Gambit. I haven't seen it either, so we'll both have to watch it, and then we'll we'll bring you back on the show so we can all talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, basically, basically, the best thing that I can say is it's like a it's like a dark fairy tale, and like you feel like you're going to watch like Cinderella or some shit, and mm. it is dark and brutal, and people are getting their faces ripped open. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's, it's a cool, fantastic right? movie, and I love Guillermo del Toro all around. So there we go. Yep, that's just funny story. <laughs> now, have you guys seen the? It was one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies called Leatherface, like the origin story. I think Kevin's seen that one. I don't think I've seen that one. So I think that's the only one of the Texas Chainsaw series that I have not seen yet. I've seen one, two, and then I've seen Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 before. It's kind of confusing because they both start with Leatherface. Then I've seen Mm -hmm. Next Generation, and then uh, I saw one of the reboots, the the 2003 remake, and then I've... Oh, so there's two I haven't seen. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning yet, and I haven't seen um, that one, the Leatherface origin story. I heard it was pretty decent, though, was it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And and then it has like a it has like a mystery feel to it because you don't actually know which character becomes Leatherface until the end. It, it was good. Huh. Oh, I like really? Mm-hmm. Yep. It, oh, okay. Like, so you're watching you're watching this full like kind of cast of characters and they just leave it up to you to well not leave it up to you but you don't know throughout the movie who who's going to end up being yeah yep. that's, yep. oh, that's interesting okay yeah and like it's it's so hard to figure it out because it's like six or seven kids who who escape from this like mental place and oh make, okay they fucking shit up like like they're all nuts <laughs> 
They're all nuts. There we go, man. That's cool. Did you, uh, Gambit, did you watch the newest uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out last year? Yeah, yeah. The one on uh, ne- the Netflix film? Mm-hmm. Did you, did you like that one? Uh, I wanted to like it, <laughs> but I didn't know. No. Yeah. It's, uh, Jason, you haven't seen that, right? Um, no, I haven't. Um, to be honest, um, so I, I saw the, the remake, the one with Jessica Biel, yep. which was just the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then I saw the beginning, which was the one after that. Which was a prequel and, to the remake. Uh, yeah. And then I, th- I think that's the last one I saw was beginning. Oh, wow. From a from a so bad it's good standpoint, you should watch Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> it's really so stupid, yeah, but it's no, really I've fun. Heard. Yeah, I've heard. But um, yeah, no, that's cool. And uh, was Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, for you, Gambit, a movie that uh, that inspired you with uh, trying to like capture the feel of a horror movie? Because we talk about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre all the time, and how it's just got this grimy, gross like yeah. under your skin feel to it. Was that one mm-hmm. of the movies that kind of inspired the tone you're going for with your music? Oh yeah. 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 Like, like just that atmosphere of, of like the dirty, you know, grimy, like, um, like in the middle of nowhere, you know, like desert feel people spitting out tobacco, just like really, really dirty. <laughs> you know, like it just really gives that scary feel like, man, I, I wish Rob Zombie would do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Well, that's, oh, that's that'd be a good thing. That's yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, um, especially with Devil's Rejects, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, that is uh, that is Zombie's love letter to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like, and House and House of a Thousand Corpses too. I would say. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, House is too, but like House is House is a lot more stylized. Yeah. You know, whereas like the just like the the look, the lighting, the aesthetic, you know, everything with uh, Devil's Rejects just it, I mean, it just screams Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. very true. I love seeing uh, Bill Mosley wake up with a with, with a naked corpse in his bed, <laughs> just cuddling with it like a like a teddy bear. Oh, man. Well, One his of my favorite scenes is the chicken scene. <laughs> oh, the chicken! You ain't gonna be fucking these chickens, right? right. <laughs> I ain't no chicken fucking motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't no chicken fucker. Do I look like a chicken fucker? Well, maybe not you, but he. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Gambit, you gotta you gotta come on, come back on, and talk some Rob okay. Zombie with us. We'll have to. We've definitely talked about doing some Rob Zombie and probably just going through all his films. We might have to get you yeah, on. And it's- Okay. Yeah, as much as we've been through, um, and Rob Zombie is like my favorite uh, musically and and his films. I love, I I love all of them. Yeah, (laughs) there's some that are better than others, but I love all of them. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we'll have to we'll have to bring you on Gamut for like a series where we'll just dive into all of his films. Okay. But yeah, zombies zombies a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, always always. And uh, so I guess I really only had one more uh, question for you, Gambit, about uh, your music. So I know that you do you you play live shows. Um, mm-hmm. 
with the kind of music that you're doing, what 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 can people expect from like your live shows when they go to see you live? Are you uh, are you by yourself? Do you play with a band? Like what what do you want to tell people about what to expect at your live shows? Um, so typically for my live shows, I try to do about four per month, and I normally do three shows just solo and one show with my live band behind me. Um, but, um, my shows are pretty fun. Um, you know, uh, I have fun, you know, talking to the crowd, uh, cracking jokes. Um, you know, um, I actually, each show I, I do my song Esther and, um, I talk to the crowd like about the orphan movie. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, That's awesome. One of my the- show is this one. Is there a uh, is there a song from your from your catalog so far that you're finding like really pops off with the with the crowd? Um, probably. Uh, I wickedly love you. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, man. You're because, like we said, we we like to promote everybody. So, um, you know, make sure uh, let us know. you know, what's the album name? Where can we find it? What's your, ins- well, me and Bucky obviously know it, but <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners, for our listeners um, you know, let them know where to find you, man, um, where they can find your music, uh, you know, where you are on Instagram or, you know, uh, whatever, just to plug the hell out of it. Okay. Okay. Um, so all my social media handles, um, our golden gambit is golden with a Y uh, gambit spelled like the X-Men character. Um, and I have a link tree with uh, all my music. I'm on a uh, SoundCloud, um, uh, Apple music, um, everything, uh, Spotify. Um, my last three EPs were uh, six, six, seven, um, Memento Mori and uh, the six, six, seven misfit edition. Um, so check out the music uh, it's it's free to stream on all platforms uh and i'm pretty active on instagram so you know uh, cool, anybody man. wants to reach and out where where are you based out of where do you live uh, i'm based out of detroit michigan okay oh cool, cool. awesome yeah so well, you uh, got deep south southern boys on the phone with you so <laughs> yeah and you got uh, two fans down in uh charleston south carolina here and uh, of course, Gotta come visit. yeah, absolutely, man. We would love it. I hope to get to see you perform live one of these days. Me and Jason will come out. We'll be uh, fangirls down in the front <laughs> being like, we know yeah. that guy. We <laughs> no, know that sure. guy. And uh, but no, we want to we want to sincerely thank you for your music and all your work and for coming on the show with us. Mm-hmm. And I want to implore all of our listeners right now to go check out Golden Gambit on his social medias. He's a great dude really talented musician go check him out live go stream his eps and uh he deserves all your support so please go and uh check check him out and uh yep. with with his blessing uh we're actually gonna play one of his uh tracks to close out our episode today um so awesome. my uh gambit my personal favorite so far from your catalog is uh easily your song drop dead i have been listening to that thing on repeat it encompasses that 90s dirty gritty feel you were talking about with the instrumentation the lyrics are great it's super catchy um anything you want to tell the listeners about that song 
Um, yeah. Uh, so that song um, is actually very, very important to me um, because uh, in my 16 year career, that's the first song that I filmed a music video to. Um, so just that whole experience that cool. and uh, making a song um, really came from a genuine place in my heart. Uh, I really tried to create a dark, scary song. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's fire. Yeah, it is fire. It. It's amazing. And uh, I watched the music video that I love the aesthetic of the video. Um, and it's it is infectious as hell. I have I hear the words of that song in my head constantly now. <laughs> so um, with his blessing, um, we are going to actually play that to close out the episode. Of course, all copyright and ownership of the song goes to Golden Gambit and his distribution companies. And uh and of course, you've been listening to the Midnight Terrors podcast. <laughs> you have been listening to Midnight Terrors. And yeah, so all lyrics, all music, all anything regarding this song goes to Golden Gambit uh, as far as copyright goes. And we want to thank him for letting us uh, spin this song on the on the show. We want to thank him for coming on. And we cannot wait to have him back. And uh, so Golden Gambit, thank you again for joining us. And uh, we will definitely talk to you again soon, man. No Thanks, problem. buddy, and have a good, have a great night. Awesome. You too. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's uh, that's it, everybody, for the Midnight Terrors podcast. This is episode thirty. We're doing it in style. I think this is a great episode. Get in touch with us on Instagram, Midnight Terrors Podcast. Same thing on Facebook, Midnight Terrors Podcast. Shoot us an email, Midnight Terrors Podcast at gmail dot com, and uh, let us know what you want to hear us talk about on the show today. And uh, to close us out, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play. Uh, a song from our guest today. This is uh, Drop Dead by Golden Gambit. All right, everybody. Take that shit. Yeah, spin that shit. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, here's Drop Dead by Golden Gambit. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all again next week. Peace. Drop me. Drop me. Drop me. Drop me. Drop me. I grew up with no love and no one to hold me close Them demons called me and they told me to overdose Them bitches just don't do it for me, I'm overdose Leave me with broken hearts and leave me with bloody nose Wipe away all my tears and wiping them on my soul Walking me off the ledge and hoping you drop dead Walking me off the ledge and hoping you drop dead Walking me off the ledge and hoping you drop dead, you drop dead. She, she said she wanna drop